0: Good evening, Impact City Church. We're so glad that you're here. Why don't you take your seat for just a few moments? It's exciting to welcome you to First Wednesday. I'm glad that you made time to be here today. You could be doing anything else, but you chose to be here today, and I just want to build off of what I shared with you on Sunday. Um, We're going to be in Joshua chapter 21, and we're going to read two verses. For those of you that were not here Sunday, and for those of you that were, let me recap. I I spoke on the subject stuck in the middle, and about how we are sometimes in between what God has brought us out of and not yet becoming what God has called us to be in its fullness Uh, and taking steps towards that. I'm going to build off of that today because I'm excited that on Sunday we're going to begin a new series that's going to share some practical biblical principles on how we can achieve what God has for us, how we can obtain it. We have to believe it. We have to want it, we have to desire it, but there's also steps that we can take to be able to get there. And the church said, amen. Amen. It is on us. It is on us um, to be able to take those intentional steps to be able to become more and more of who God has called us to be. So Joshua chapter 21, we're going to look at verses 43 and 45. I'm reading out of the NIV version. So the Lord gave Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors, and they took possession of it and settled there. The Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had sworn to their ancestors not one of their enemies withstood them. The Lord gave all their enemies into their hands. Not one of all of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. I want that to be my story. Do you want that? To, I want that for you, that not one of the Lord's good promises to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. Amen. Everyone was fulfilled. We, we, that, that is just incredible in and of itself. Everyone was fulfilled. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not the son of man that he should repent. The Bible says that if he says it, he will do it. And he will make it good. Let every man be a liar, but let God be true. For seven years, so let's look at this for just a second. For seven years, the Hebrew people could not be stopped. They were unstoppable. They conquered seven nations and approximately 10,000 square miles of real estate property they were able to Obtained, they were able to conquer, they were able to have in their possession. And it's incredible to note that even though they were less in number, each time they went up against the enemy in the battle, even though they were less in number, they were never defeated. They were never defeated. The achievements they obtained were absolutely astonishing. They were incredible. If it was a UFC fight, the referee would have called it off within seconds. Because it was that lopsided in their victories. But the interesting thing about this, when we see Israel in this time, uh, when we see the Hebrew people thriving, when we see them experiencing what God has for them, it it was not always their story. It was not always their story. They, They didn't always have... The best record. They didn't always have all the accomplishments that we are reading in the book of Joshua. They didn't always have this reputation because we know the story that that Abraham had many wives and Jacob had many lies and Esau sold his birthright. And we know that Joseph's brothers sold him to slavery. and, And we know that the people were enslaved, the Hebrew people were enslaved in Egypt for four centuries. 40 years of wandering in the desert, so you look at all the failures, you look at all the disappointments, you look at all the heartache that they experienced, but yet it's awesome to know that their story didn't end like that. Why is that important? Because I'm grateful for a God who keeps working on me. I'm grateful for a God who doesn't give up on me. He didn't give up on Abraham. He didn't give up when Jacob lied. He didn't give up when Esau sold his birthright. No, he didn't give up when they doubted him. He didn't. Even though they, he brought them out of Egypt, he didn't give up on them. Even though they wandered in the desert for 40 years. Our God is so incredible. The Bible says in Deuteronomy that their clothes was preserved. That their sandals. They wore the same shoes for 40 years. And it did, they did not disintegrate great. God kept them because it was his purpose and his will to have something greater. I'm grateful for a God that will hold me, that that will keep it. Even though I don't have a lot of resources, even though I don't have a lot available, I'm glad that God's will for me and God's purpose for me is greater than any disappointment, than, than heartache, than failure. I'm grateful for a God that shows me his kindness and shows me his mercy, even though I'm not always kind and even though I'm not always merciful, I'm grateful that God, and it's an awesome picture to see that God had something greater in store for them, that he said, you know what, even though you're doubting me, even though you don't believe what I have for you, I'm still going to hold you together, I'm still going to preserve you, I'm still going to keep you in my hand, I'm going to show you, even though even though you doubt me, I'm still going to make bread fall from heaven, even though you doubt me, and even though Moses was upset when he hit the rock, water, from the rock because God loves his people, and God says, I'm going to care for you. Uh, is there anybody in here that's grateful for a God um, that, that keeps us? Even when I make the bad, even when you make poor choices, and when we make poor choices, I'm grateful for a God who doesn't give up on us. He knew the whole story, and yet they, God said, I still have something for you. I still have something for you, and I I believe that that is our story here at Impact City Church. I believe that's your story in your life, that, that even though you have gone through some ups and downs, and even though you've gone through the roller coaster of life, I still believe that God's plan for us is good. It's good. Despite history, and despite all of this, God had more for them. Their mistakes didn't stop them. Nope. their failures didn't stop them. No, nope. God made his decision. He had made his mind up that he had a land for them, that he had this blessing for them. So when we get to the book of Joshua, the, the, what we understand is that God spoke and and Joshua listened. There was two different generations. You had Moses' generation who had the inability to believe God and to take him at his word. But then you have Joshua who, who chooses to learn from Moses' mistakes and says, I believe God is going to do it for us. So the Bible tells us that God spoke, Joshua listened, and the days of victory began for the people. Can we hear his word? There, there is power in hearing his word and being obedient to his word. It just opens up different things in, in so many different areas of our lives. We understand that the river Jordan opened, that the walls of Jericho, they did fall. The sun did stand still. The kings of Canaan were forced out of the land that they had they had claimed for their own, we understand that when this occurred, that evil left and that hope was reborn, the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord gave all the land. The Lord gave them all all rest, none of their enemies, nothing that rose against them. I'm glad the Bible reminds me that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord shall raise up a standard against him. None of their enemies prevailed, and a new season began. And maybe that's you today. You've been through some disappointments, and you've been through some heartaches. You've known what it is to to weep through the night. You know what what it is to experience failure. You know what it is you need new hope, and you need a new season. And, and you may be telling yourself today, I don't need to, to cross the River Jordan. No, you, you may just need to finish the week. And you just may be looking at finishing the month. You're not facing Jericho as Joshua was. You're not facing these immense walls, but you're facing rejection. And maybe you're facing a broken heart thats that you're dealing with on the inside. And, and the Canaanites, maybe they don't threaten you. There's not those enemies that you face, but disease and maybe discouragement and maybe danger is is what is lurking in your vicinity, and you wonder if you have enough to face tomorrow. You wonder if you have enough to just keep on going with all the pressures of life. Sometimes you just feel paralyzed and you feel like you cannot move forward. And sometimes the truth of the matter is that the challenge is so great that even though you want to keep on going, even though you say, I want to keep on going, it seems almost virtually impossible because all the odds, are stacked against you. Everything is against you, and you feel like there is nothing that could possibly happen in the situation that you're facing. And the book of Joshua is a great reminder for times like this. The book of Joshua is a great reminder to let us know that to, to keep our focus on God who is the author and the finisher of our faith. The book of Joshua challenges us as believers, as Christians, as children of the living King to, to challenge us that, that our best days are ahead of us. I, I told you on Sunday that we don't have to, we we shouldn't live a life that accomplishes what we're going to accomplish in 20, 30 years and then spend the next forty years, talking about what we did and talking about the good old days. No, God. God intends. He takes us. The Bible says from glory to glory. Uh, I do believe that that God has greater things in store. I believe that we haven't seen our best days yet. That is how I wake up in the morning. I tell myself that. I don't always feel it. I. I but I have to tell myself that it's not positive thinking. It's faith in a God that that I that I take His promises that and I. Take his word, and I say, you know what? If no one else is gonna believe it, I, I'm gonna believe it. I'm going to take it. And I want to challenge you to think and to and to believe and to have the faith and the confidence in the God that has brought you to this point that He has greater things in store for you. And I want to tell you that that what you what he has for you is not physical territory, it is not things of this world, but it is a spiritual reality. It is a place when we are when we align our lives and our spirits with the will of God it is a real state of mind and it is a real state of heart it is a place as I mentioned to you on Sunday where we are more than conquerors through Christ who has saved us it is a life where the love of God has the first and the last word over everything that we do it is a life where we can still have joy in tribulations the Bible tells us that blessed is the man who uh, When he is tempted, when he falls in diverse temptations, he he still has joy. It is a life where we are anxious for nothing. And this place that God has for you, like I said, it is not moving you from one place to the other physically, but it's moving you from one place to the other spiritually. It is defined by grace. It is refined by challenge and it is aligned with the heavenly calling that only comes from the God that we serve in God's plan, God's plan for your life. That's right. God's plans for your life. You experience victory more than you experience defeat. It is a life that in the struggles and in the trials that we glory in only in Christ and in his power, that we know that his strength is made perfect in my weakness. And I have to understand that that it symbolizes the victory that we can have today, right now, here in this moment in Christ and in him only. Now, I will say this, Canaan, uh, to some people, you've heard it explained that that it represents heaven, that God has called us out of Egypt. He's taken us out of sin, and he is leading us through the wilderness, which is this world. And then they say that heaven is a type, or Canaan is a type of heaven. But I have to debunk that with this. Canaan had at least seven nations as enemies in it. The Bible lets us know that heaven will have no enemies. <laughs> the, the Bible lets us know that heaven has no enemies. Canaan represents the life that God wants for you right now. The life that God wants for you right now and he invites you. He makes that invitation. But the condition is to turn your back on the past. The condition is to turn your back on the desert. Just as Canaan represents the victorious life of the Christian, the desert represents the defeated life of the of the Christian. Yes, you're free from slavery, but still held captive in your mind. You're in a different place. You come to church now, but yet you can't get rid of the thoughts that seem to weigh you down. It's a negative mindset that, that we, when we find ourselves complaining about everything and finding the negative in everything, finding the negative in it. have you ever met someone like that don 't raise your hand. I, I want to be like that guy. I want to be like the guy that that they said they could not he could not find anything wrong in church Do, do, do you remember that story? They got up there to sing the song, and it was completely completely butchered and they asked that brother because they knew that that he always he couldn't talk bad about anybody he always found something good um they asked him what would you think about that song and he said It was a great song selection. It had an encouraging message. Did you pay attention to the words? Never put anything. The preacher got up there and did not do a good job that day. And they asked him again, what what did you think about the message today? What did you think about the preacher uh, while he was up there? Well, you know what? It was it was just a great scripture and, and it brought hope to my life. Once again, he couldn't find anything. So they finally asked him, What do you think about the devil? He's a good liar. He couldn't find anything bad to say about anyone. But yet we find ourselves sometimes in company of people that are always complaining, and always. I have to be careful who I surround myself with. I have to be careful who I let speak into my life. I have I have to know when when to put a stop sign up and say I'm not going to let you speak those words. I'm go- going to cancel those words. I'm going to be- choose to believe what God has in His Word. It's not like I said an illusion. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not. Trying to add to the scripture. I'm just saying what God has for us is a life of victory. It is a life where I can sleep at night because He was He 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 paid the price for that. It is a life where, where I can experience joy in my relationships. Not because my relationships bring me joy, but because Christ is in me and because He is in me, the, the joy of the Lord is my strength. It is a life where I can wake up and smile when I have to go to work every morning, even though it's a struggle sometimes even though there's people that that, that will annoy you and frustrate you but that thank God that I have a job and thank God that I can work thank God that I have strength to get up in the morning I have to just put my focus on the word of God and on the good that is around me who are you letting speak into your life it is is a negative mindset that, that God wants to free us from and deliver us from and it all started for them with the ten spies. The ten spies, when they returned, God gave them time. They, they spent their time in the desert. They walked in circles. If redeemed, yes, out of sin, but still living the same life. It's still a routine, still going in circles. I told you, it was a, a trip of 13 days that took 40 years because of their own unbelief. It's a routine and some of us are just in that monotony and in that cycle and just going through the motions time and time again when God says, come, just come a little bit further. I have more for you. Me, God, me, But, but do you know what I've been through? Yes, he says, yes, you. Regardless of what you've been, do you know what I what I said yesterday? Do you know what I did? Do you know the thoughts that I entertained? Do you know that? Yes, God says, "Come on, I have get rise up from that. I have something better." He offers salvation. He offers healing. He offers restoration. He offers joy. And the question is, will we be content to be free from sin alone, or we will, or will we experience? All that God has for us. That is a question that I have to ask myself. And you have to ask yourself. Will we be content to be free from sin alone? Or are we going to experience all he has for us? That while you find yourself struggling in various aspects of life, the good news is that you can rise from that and enter into a new time. You can live from glory to glory. His word says, God's offer is on the table. And Joshua and his men believed this. They went from a dry, barren land to fertile soil. They went from a dry land to the promised land because they believed God and what He had said for them. They went from only several promises to all his promises, and just as it happened with Joshua, the truth is that I feel to tell you and remind you that it can happen with you on this day. That it is God's vision for our lives, that we were created for greatness in him. That God did not create us in his image only to experience a life free from sin and not a life of complete victory. God created us in his image to experience victory in him. And if it is true, the enemy will not leave without a battle. And there will be challenges, there will be setbacks, there will be obstacles, but God fights for you. God fights for you. The worship team will come. God fights for you. In this land that God prepared for them, victory was a way of life. Victory was a way of life. It was not just something that they experienced from time to time. It was their dwelling place. It was where they lived. I live in victory. I challenge you. Let's change our address today. Can can you just take a step towards that? Today, and believe that what God has for you is is greater. I shared. With, I I'm, I'm excited about what we're start, We're, we're going to begin on Sunday because it is getting to. Yeah, while this is encouraging, while this talks to us about taking steps, and let's move in that direction. I'm gonna. We're starting here, and we're gonna be, get a more narrow focus on how, what that looks like what that looks like. What does that look like in our lives? So I invite you to to come. I'm going to share some some tools, some resources that maybe while you don't find yourself in a struggle at this moment, I promise you with God's help, you're going to walk away with some principles that you'll be able to help your coworker with and that you'll be able to help your loved one with that finds themselves struggling. It is God's will for us to advance in him. It is God's will for us to advance in him, not to advance in society. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about advancing in this world. I'm talking about advancing in in him, in him. The Apostle Paul is one of my heroes because you have this man who is writing half half of the New Testament. And yet, when he gets to the end of his life, having preached and having taught in different areas, having led many people to Christ, his heart and his desire is found in Philippians, when he says, oh, that I may know him. Oh, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. But not only that, he said, in the fellowship of his suffering, that I would know him at every point. Why do I share that with you? Because when I'm talking about advancing in him, is we never get to a point where we've maxed out, where we've capped out. No, there is always we can advance in God and become closer with him. Have a, a true relationship with him. Experience him like never before. The, the, the Apostle Paul, I'll, I'll go a little bit further with him. God trusted him so much because he spent so much time with him that you see him right various times that he says, behold, I show you a mystery. He, he, had, he was so connected to God. He was so close to God that God could share with him things that hadn't been shared before. It's because he was in close proximity because he was close enough to God that he was able to be on the same frequency as him. It's just like all you wonderful people that have iPhones. And if you have an iPhone, you know what airdrop is. And airdrop, you have to be close enough in the proximity to be able to receive, whether it be a picture, whether it be a document, whatever it is. If you're not close enough, you can't receive it. If you're not close enough, you can't receive it. I I want us to be a church that we pursue God, that we chase after God after him, after his presence, that he can pour into us and that we could grow in him. Father, we thank you. We thank you because you are, you are the reward. You are the reward, God. It's not what I can do. It's not what I have, and it's not what I don't have. It's you. Lord, in this place today, your word says that if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, would pray, and would turn from their wicked ways, that you will hear from heaven that you will forgive our sins and that you will heal our land. God, and I'm believing that word for this moment right now. We repent. We repent not only of our poor choices, God, but we repent from not believing all the promises that you have for us. We repent... from not embracing the truth of your word at every turn. We repent, God. And we know that you will forgive our sins. God, and in this moment right now, I believe that you will heal our land. You will heal situations you will heal broken hearts you will heal wounded spirits you will heal you will heal marriages you will heal families you will heal finances you will heal right now god our land whatever that looks like to each and every believer in this place god we trust you to come in and to heal and to change and to transform. God, we invite you in, we need you, we need you in this moment, right now, right now, right now. I thank you that you're healing situations. I thank you that you're healing problems and frustrations. I thank you that you're healing questions that have left been left unanswered. God, I I thank you that and that have caused hurt and that have caused resentment. God, I thank you that you're healing that right now in this moment. I thank you that there is no load in this place that you cannot bear. I thank you that there is no problem that your power cannot work through. I thank you that there is no door that you cannot open. I thank you that your word says that I would call on you and you would answer. That we could call on your name. God, right now we call on you. Right now, we call on you. We need you, Jesus. More than we need anything else, we need you. Not only that, we want you. Be the center of our lives. Be the center of everything that we do right now. I'm gonna invite you, if you feel to come to this altar for just a few moments. I wanna invite you, as we enter this moment of worship, whether you come saying, God, I believe you at your word, whether you come saying, God, here is the burden that is inside my heart. God, here is the hurt that I'm dealing with. Whether you come saying, God, there's some pain in my body that I haven't seen a doctor about yet, but I'm gonna trust that you are my healer. God, I, wh- whatever your situation looks like, if you want to come to this altar, I'll invite you to come. Just take a few moments. You can lay it all at the feet of Jesus you can lay it all at the feet of jesus all your insecurities all your failures all your disappointments all your hang-ups all your mishaps you can leave it all at the feet of jesus right now god right now we make a decision in this place and in this moment we're leaving some things behind because what you have called us for is greater than what we are living in right now god and we make a decision and we take a step of faith God to say we're gonna leave the hurt we're gonna leave the rejection behind I'm gonna leave the resentment behind God because what you have for me is greater what you have for me is greater what you have for me is greater God I thank you right now I, I don't know what it is I don't know what it is God but I thank you because it is greater than what I am experiencing right now and I believe you for it right now in Jesus name in Jesus name In Jesus' name right now, God.